0: Seven o two. Call talk at nine on oh But up next, I'm having an interesting conversation with Mr. Yusuf Abramji, uh, who is, of course, the director of Tax Justice South Africa, um, looking at the issue of the cigarette ban and the fact that, um, again, um, you know, the courts have sent um, British American Tobacco, amongst others, away saying that no. Nah, Uh, We're not going to entertain this particular matter. You're still not allowed to have a cigarette. Yusuf, good evening and thank you for joining us, man.
1: Good evening, Gershul, and thank you very much. And
0: uh, let me use the opportunity to
1: say to uh, 702 congratulations on the 40th anniversary, a real milestone birthday, and who would uh, ever forget uh, the role that this particular radio station has played in our communities over the many, many years. So congratulations, 702.
0: Thanks for that, Yusuf. Really much appreciated and much appreciated coming from you in particular. So let's and, and especially you being part of, of, of the station's history. Um, you know, that's something that we can't ever discount and, and sort of set aside as well um, But let's talk about you know, what were the situation that we're facing South Africa being the only country in the world at this stage with a, a ban on uh, tobacco the sale of tobacco products rather so cigarettes themselves have not have not been banned but rather the sale of cigarettes have been banned that that ban continues um and and the key question is ultimately why should we be interested in this why does it matter why does it make a difference because there's a couple of people who are very happy to point to the fact that yeah no cigarettes are bad for your health anyway and uh smokers are just a bunch of spoiled children and on that basis they just basically crying for no good reason and that this uh, cigarette ban is not such a big deal uh you know smokers just need to learn to live without cigarettes
1: well i think it must be said we're 93 days into the lockdown uh, and i think it must be placed on record that the uh, government took the right decision in our view to um, embark on this lockdown to save lives uh, right from the very beginning but i think we've now reached a stage where a lot of questions are being asked about the uh, rationality or of the laws and whether they are appropriate i mean here we have this evening the taxi association for example uh, calling on their members to load the taxes to 100% from tomorrow to say they can uh, cross the borders without any permits. Um, and again, uh, you know, it's a complete indictment uh, on the uh, on the laws of our country. Uh, we have, for example, restaurants opening tomorrow. The, many of the restaurants are facing closure, saying that uh, you can uh, meet your you can't meet your family and friends. virtually in your home, but you can meet them in a casino or a restaurant or a cinema. Uh, And I think the same applies to the ban on cigarettes. Uh, We know that the ban on alcohol was lifted. Uh, This particular ban, in the view of Texas in South Africa, is costing us millions and millions of rands every day in lost revenue. Um, It's no secret that on average about 35 million rand in in excise duties on cigarettes alone is being lost to the fiscus. Uh, That amounts to about 1.3 billion rand over a period of about 90 days. Uh, which, uh, again, uh, uh, we, we've raised this issue uh, repeatedly. What could your uh, government have uh, bought with the 1.3 billion rand. They could buy 17,000 ventilators. They can pay the salaries of nurses and doctors. The list goes on. And now we have a further uh, uh, situation where FITA lost the case in the Houghton uh, uh, North High Court on Friday, the case brought by British American Tobacco, by JTI, by the South African Informal Traders Association has been moved now to August uh, at the anger of the applicants. Um, and it appears that government, despite uh, the um, various arguments they are using, are, are simply playing delaying tactics. The longer they want to keep the ban going, uh, the better it will be to the benefit, it appears, and sadly to the benefit of the criminals.
0: So, so let's go back to the actual court case and what was heard the one that was dismissed okay this past week and it's obviously made some great conversation I myself um, have been looking in and out of it I'm not too of fait with all the details there Yusuf but perhaps maybe you can guide us and and, and look at what were the Arguments that were presented, um, and why it is that the courts then dismissed the matter with, co- uh, with costs, and why it is that we're expecting that sometime in August we'll probably hear this matter again. What was what was at stake? What was argued uh, in particular by sides saying that listen, we need to unban the sale of cigarettes number one and number two why is it that the court uh, ordinarily uh, a dismissal with costs means that someone was sort of wrapped over the knuckles why, why did the court feel uh, that that needed to happen
1: well first of all the FITA application in our view was a well argued case before the full bench of the high court in Pretoria they uh, they argued quite, uh, uh, quite uh, advanced that uh, uh, Cigarettes should be listed as an essential item. Uh, they also said that uh, the minister, despite her argument of the scientific uh, proof of a correlation between cigarette smoking uh, and um, and COVID-19, didn't come up with all the necessary evidence. The minister claimed at the time there, there were 2,000 submissions. She then, in the court papers, uh, admitted that a number of them were unrelated. Uh, we know that the president made the announcement that cigarettes would be unbanned and suddenly there was a change of mind. And that was FITA's argument. The court ruled in its 38 or 39-page judgment that cigarettes cannot be allowed to be uh, accounted for as an essential item. The judges said that uh, cigarettes, the law was rational in their view and the government was out to save lives. Um, I would, I'm of the view that if FITA does take this matter on appeal, they probably uh, another court will come to a different decision. Now, in the BAT case, that was originally set out for uh, hearing on this coming Tuesday, that was the agreement between all the parties and the, and the court, um, they arguing uh, not only the fact that uh, cigarettes need to be unbanned, but they arguing the constitutionality of the law. They arguing that the law um, is not uh, uh, appropriate, um, and that is uh, somewhat of a different argument in the FITA case. Now, in the replying affidavits, uh, VAT and the applicants came up with a lot of evidence Mm. to back up the claim that there's no correlation between COVID-19 and smoking. And then the minister and the state attorney said, no, they now came up with new facts. They need more time. And then suddenly the judge president decided to move the hearing to a full bench uh, in early August. Uh, And that does raise the question, Gershwin, as to... What will happen uh, next? You know, we have a month's delay. Another 1.4 billion Rand or so is going to be lost to the fiscals. The criminals are making money. The spread is flourishing. The black market is flourishing. Um, and it's it's a real mess, if I can put it very very bluntly. And I think uh, the good old uh, adage, that justice delayed is justice denied, comes to mind in this particular case as far as the cigarette ban is concerned. And the anger of the 11 million smokers is growing. People are upset. Um, and, and yes, you know, uh, I think the world over, we're now the only country in the world with a ban on cigarettes. Botswana lifted the ban last week. India had a partial ban, which they lifted uh, some time ago. Uh, and if South Africa has evidence that um, you know, there's a correlation between COVID-19 um, and, and smoking, why does the entire world not follow the South African example? So it says a lot about the research, and even Professor Mahdi from the Ministerial Advisory Committee last week said that uh, the ban made absolutely no sense of, uh, as well.
0: Now, this is what I'd like to ask you, Yusuf, because and, and, and I follow your logic and, and obviously there's a lot of concern around, for me in particular, what I'd like to see good jurisprudence on or good court decision on is how exactly these regulations are being enforced, how these regulations are being passed. Because as you rightly had pointed out, the issue is, is that um, this year is being done under the Disaster Management Act. Um, which means that we're seeing a lot of these regulations which hold the force of law not being passed by Parliament. So so I really do get that. However, at the very same time, um, you know, the opposing argument automatically would be that no one has a right to smoke. It's not a right that's prescribed. It's not stated in the Constitution. And it would be very difficult to take the very, very many rights that we have in Chapter 2, uh, of the Constitution, or the better known as the Bill of Rights, and try to argue that there is a right that then gives us the power or the force or the opportunity uh, to exercise a right to smoke. So how do we then get past that in terms of a rational debate and argument in, in front of court of law to say that, listen, yeah, this is in fact unconstitutional or infringing on our rights, uh, this whole notion <laughs> of not being able to, to, to purchase cigarettes at this stage?
1: Let's not forget,
0: Ghoshul, there is
1: a ruling made by the High Court that the Disaster Management Act is unlawful and unconstitutional. That's now the subject of an appeal application, and the judge still has to make up his mind. He, at the time, gave the government 14 days to go and rectify the law. Now, the government is now uh, questioning that particular one. Let's not forget, you cannot have inconsistencies in the law. Uh, you, want, On the one hand, say that alcohol is dangerous. Alcohol contributes to the hospital filling up. Alcohol contributes to crime. And then suddenly you unban alcohol. That is the first point. Secondly, you cannot have inconsistencies in the law where you know you have 11 million smokers. And yes, smoking does have health issues. You are now contributing to criminality. You're turning the 11 million smokers into criminals because anyone with a packet of cigarettes pays the chance of being arrested. And even the minister of police said they have to produce receipts and so on. Uh, and that is causing a lot of anger. Um, And and I think that is why the quicker government uh, looks at this uh, uh, entire ban and and reverses the the ban, the better it will be. We know the Minister of Finance, Tito Mbaweni, is on record as saying from the very beginning that he was opposed to this ban because government is losing millions and millions of rents every day in much-needed funds. At At a time when our economy is in the dumps, at a time when South Africans need the money, the money is simply going now into the pockets of these organized crime syndicates Smuggling is rife. The uh, lockdown is being undermined by people moving unnecessarily to go and sell and buy cigarettes, and it's really defeating the purposes. You know, uh, somebody phoned me today uh, and said that uh, a family member is very depressed. Uh, The person wants to commit suicide because uh, she's not getting her uh, daily dosage of cigarettes. What does she do? Uh, These are just one of the many stories that we are having. And, and some people have been saying, you know, perhaps we should now, as smokers, go to the South African Human Rights Commission and let them intervene because our rights are being infringed. It will be interesting to see if any smokers do go to the uh, SHRC uh, uh, with such a complaint and what the feeling will be. Because our constitution is very, very clear and, and you need to have consistency. You cannot have one law for... One group of people in a different law for another, another group of people. And that is why we attack justice that called on President Ramaphosa, even at this late stage to do the right thing and to unban cigarettes uh, during this lockdown. <laughs>
0: Yusuf, just as a final issue, I mean, you obviously pointed to, uh, you know, the excise duties that we have been missing out during this particular period. The other thing that stands out for me automatically is also the um, the black market that has developed around cigarettes, because we know that, for example, a recent survey pointed to the fact that 90 percent of smokers are still smoking. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, you saw it now recently on SBC TV when someone was being interviewed about the delays cause, caused by the taxi strike. The guy took a puff of his cigarette right on national TV. So, in other words, it's not, no matter what your socioeconomic strata, no matter where you are, in whatever community you find yourself, chances are you're going to have access to cigarettes, right? So, the key issue for me then is obviously if there's a ban on cigarettes, either every single smoker in this country has stockpiled, Like there's no tomorrow without knowing that the next day um, they were going to be banned from having uh, cigarettes or being able to purchase cigarettes. Alternatively, people are buying via the black market. What does that mean, especially with the black market, um, its introduction into sort of mainstream, normal day-to-day activities? What does that all mean? And what's your concern as Tax Justice South Africa?
1: Well, Gershul, it must be, it must be said that uh, we decided to give a supporting affidavit in the BAT case in the Cape uh, Division of the High Court. And we outlined in an affidavit the extent of the illicit trade. We also stressed how various media organizations were going out and showing how openly you can buy a packet of cigarettes that usually sell for about 25, 30 Rand. Three, uh, the lockdown is now selling for anything between 100 and 500 Rand. We know that cigarettes are easily available. While police have made a number of arrests, the smuggling is taking place across uh, our neighbouring countries, especially from Zimbabwe. We know that a lot of people and dealers are still selling cigarettes. You mentioned the UCT study, correct? The HSRC did a similar study. And another big concern is what Minister Lamini Zuma said when she made the announcement to say in the good old days, people were sharing the so-called zol; They were sharing the cigarettes, uh, especially the townships. What we are now finding, because of the prices, because of the shortages, People are sharing cigarettes more than ever before. That in itself is deadly. It's causing a major health risk. Uh, it will spread the COVID virus, and we already know the COVID numbers are going up dramatically. So I think government has, has really defeated the purpose of the ban of cigarettes by its decision. The black market is thriving. These criminals are cashing in. Uh, it's, a, it's a free for all. Um, and the majority of smokers are still going out there and, and getting their cigarettes, and that is the problem. So I think that is why we at tax justice say to government, um, it's, time, it's time to end the lawlessness. It's time to stop the illicit trade. Even post the lockdown, we raised the issue of how big the illicit trade was. And our biggest fear is, once the ban is uplifted, it's going to take a very, very long time to recover from the illicit trade because we know that a packet of cigarettes, for example, is being sold for 25, 30 rand on average uh, before the lockdown. Um, that in itself is a problem because if you a packet of cigarettes for 25 rand is an illicit product because 20 rand 66 must go to government in excise duties. You cannot produce a packet of cigarettes right from the tobacco farmer, right through the entire chain for 3 or 4 rand. So the illicit trade is thriving and it will continue to thrive if government doesn't take urgent and decisive action.
0: As always, uh, Yusuf, always a pleasure chatting to you. We'll keep a close eye on uh, that court hearing in August, assuming that by then we don't hear uh, Uh, whether government has decided to, I don't know, uh, you know, unban... Uh, not unban or lift its ban on the sale of cigarettes, uh, because one never knows. By then, maybe uh, between somewhere now and then, we might have a speech by the president one late Thursday evening, telling us that we're going towards level two. And now that we're reaching level two, these are the following things that will be, uh, you know, back in 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 the shops, and these are the businesses that will be open. And who knows? Maybe the uh, cigarette or the ban on cigarettes would be lifted by then. We we never know.
1: We hope so, and let's wait and see
0: what the next move of government will be as well. Thank you very much, Keshul. Great stuff. Thank you. That was Yusuf Abramji, Director of Tax Justice SA.